Hello, 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 everybody. How y'all doing today? Uh, Mike, you doing all right? Mike. Mike. Oh, oh, so, Mike. oh sorry, sorry, we're live. Oh, my bad, my <laughs> bad, my bad. Sorry, I was sending a tweet. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm good, bullshit. Brad. How are like, you doing? We all know you don't tweet. <laughs> nope. Nope, I don't. Oh, man. Fuck Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. One of those. <laughs> Silicon Valley is what you're thinking of. Silicon Valley is a different part of California. I think that's Are North sure? Hollywood. Uh, uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. So if this is your first time joining us, as always, you guys have chosen a very strange one to jump in on with us. But damn it, let's do it. Um, I'm Brad, that's Mike, we're Dallas Geek, and please, if you have not checked out any of our other content, we would love to be able to see you go and check out our interviews and live shows over on YouTube and Facebook, and of course you can check out more of the audio from both of those, as well as these uh, audio-exclusive podcasts over at Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, because reasons. And such. Yes. Because apparently we're slaves to Silicon Valley. No. I mean, <laughs> that or the mouse at this point. I, I feel like it was going to be one or the other. And I don't know if I'm more okay with Silicon Valley, but I mean, man. I mean, I think I'm more, I, I think I'm more comfortable being a slave to the mouse because he's never done anything anti-Semitic. So, you know. I mean... Maybe. I mean, we, we all remember like the early Disney days, right? Like, no, you know. No. <laughs> Excuse me one second while I get my caffeine. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. Uh, so, Mike, if I remember correctly, today we're going to be talking about um, Bo Burnham's new Netflix special and the uh, just absolute existential dread that we're all feeling after watching it. I I am I right? No, because I haven't watched it yet. Well, fuck you, too. Um, yeah. Kyla has. <laughs> Kyla talks about it all the time, but me, I just sit here and enjoy my sweet, sweet, delicious... Can I say what I'm drinking? I mean, they can't see it, so I don't think it counts as a, uh, an infringement on sponsorship issues. My sweet, delicious, so bad for you, but it gets me so hyped Mountain Dew. Remember, kids, always do the do, and please send free shit. Oh, my. <laughs> um, no, but I have, but I have heard that Bo Burnham thing is actually really good. I just need to sit down and watch it. I mean, look, his other uh, stuff has always been great, especially if you can appreciate the absurdist comedians out there and keep in mind right. for those of you uninitiated in the genres of humor absurdist is not the same thing as absurd um but no i mean looking back at old interviews brad hmm. in 2021 nobody is educated in the sense and humor anymore i mean that that's fair uh but no yeah. i mean looking back at some of his old interviews honestly uh <laughs> I, I feel like he's been talking about this being the the pinnacle of his stand-up specials for years like he's been leading to this for so damn long and i mean 
if you genuinely do want to see uh, what a, a five years of just constant anxiety and then an additional year of uh, being locked up inside can do to a man uh, he embodies the just depression and anxiety and just general ugh, that every one of us millennials uh, feel on a daily basis so, so what you're saying is, is that this is his full metal jacket <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, keep in mind there there's no um psychotic Marlon Brando that you have to worry about, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, but yeah, no, it it, it is amazing. Um but yeah, if you're already kind of feeling generally depressed, maybe wait a minute before watching it. It, it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe give this one a skipsy for a minute or two. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just a minute. Um, <laughs> but seriously though, uh, what what we're really talking about today? Now that we've had that moment. Um, yes clickbait journalism and the absolute bullshit that it has done to the entertainment industry uh, and honestly how it's contributed to the toxic fandoms that we have found ourselves dealing with today. It's a vicious cycle, but I'm willing to blame the clickbait entertainment journalism as the the, the instigator here. Really? Because I was going to blame Obama. Now, yes, I, I'm fully aware that after the past <laughs> few years, saying I blame journalism is not really uh, something that you really want to keep hearing. But in this case, I feel it's actually appropriate. Hey, I'm, I mean, look, it, unfortunately, in a lot of the previous things that we've talked about, like gatekeeping, like I... Uh, Unfortunately, now, especially in our day and age, when it seems like anybody can be a journalist, which can be both a good thing and a bad thing, right? Uh, I mean, like, let's be honest. Yeah. It has its pros and it has its cons. I mean, it's giving us um, a, a a pseudo job, but uh, at the same time, well, so. But yeah. here's the thing, though: is I don't really claim to be a journalist because I am biased. I mean, that's fair. I, yeah. I have my fandoms. I have so, opinions. I, okay, that that's fair. Uh, there's a difference between entertainment journalism and entertainment editorialism. And yeah, no, we right. would definitely fall much more under the category of editorial than actual proper journalism. Uh, I, I feel like if somebody were to actually try to categorize us as journalists, I'd say I go might fuck feel yourself. slightly embarrassed considering the actual, like, good journalists that have existed over the years. I, I I don't feel like we will ever qualify to be compared to that. Uh. Look, and, and, and look, and let's... I mean, well, we bullshit also, about funny things. Yeah, and also, I don't want to be compared to that. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here in my room joking with you about Bo Burnham's magnum opus being compared to Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah. 
So I mean, for um, for fuck's like, sake, he he brought out Sako. Yeah, <laughs> but I think look, sorry, I think, enough uh, Burnham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or mankind. Eh, that's more you. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, look, I think I, I think over the last couple of years with PC culture and cancel culture, you know, really ramping up, and I don't want to try to make it political, and I don't want to go after, you know, fan bases, and I don't want to go after subsects of the culture, but millennials, you're all pussies. Um, Dude, we're millennials. <laughs> we're millennials, dick. You, you shut your whore mouth, sir. <laughs> are, are you saying that you claim uh, Gen X status? God, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> or, or are you saying that you're more of a, a Zoomer? Is that what you're saying? Are, are you coming out as a, a, a hopeful Zoomer? No comment, sir. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think... Unfortunately, what you're seeing nowadays is you're seeing people that are in the media that are quote unquote journalists that have that gatekeeping mentality. And they also have that mentality of activism while performing journalism. So and I think I, and, I, 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 and unfortunately, I, it, it also comes down to I also think people are also trying to look to make a name for themselves. I will so give how you, do you that. make a name for yourself. Like, I'll give you that. I can part. be that journalist that pressed this star about this question, and I can be known as that guy that doesn't let people walk around and just kind of sling bullshit. I ask the hard questions, the tough questions. I keep people in line, and I'm like, is that, is that really what, you know, is is that really what fandom needs? So is that really, what you, know, I'm, you see what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily opposed to quote-unquote activist journalists in the entertainment field sure. um, just because I, I, I thought for a second we were actually uh, able to move away, but Bo Burnham uh, <laughs> brought up... <laughs> Uh, Bo it Burnham, always comes uh, back to Bo Burnham, apparently. Well, well so <laughs> there was an actor, uh, actors roundtable uh, that I watched him on uh, a while back, uh, where he talked about um, how he saw that uh, representation in the entertainment industry is a thing that he doesn't really see as uh, you know some unfortunate PC thing, but it, it is a necessary issue that needs to be addressed because it hasn't been addressed uh for so long and it, you know hollywood has been so primarily um uh casper pasty white that you know it, it's he didn't really see a problem with you know uh having an extreme reaction in the other direction because in his mind uh, a reaction to trying to solve the issue of representation didn't need to be or wasn't even necessarily supposed to be a fair result it it, it almost kind of has to be an extreme other direction before you can finally come back to center uh, and have some kind of uh, balance and as far as yeah, activist journalists I'm actually okay with that because there are certain aspects that an activist journalist in the entertainment industry kind of need to push hard on um, but it's the bullshit ones that 
I think a lot of them kind of, yes, I agree with you, a lot of them uh, come up with the idea that they need to make a name for themselves, but a lot of others, I think, have been way too influenced by the clickbait nature that online media has become. And so in yes. an attempt to try to get a click, get a, a, a shocking headline, they intentionally manipulate the questions that they put out there so that they can get that soundbite that will make for the very uh, misleading headline that mm -hmm. will in turn stir up the worst parts of certain fan bases, which in turn gets more clicks. But in that whole vicious cycle, they forget that the person they're interviewing, you know, the actual actor or director or whoever is end up going to get, uh, or is going to end up getting, there we go, uh, steamrolled because now they look like the asshole, not the journalist, not yeah. the uh, outlet that hired the journalist. It's the actor or the director or whoever, and that's that's a problem. I mean, look at the uh, that bullshit hit job that Variety did with Anthony Mackie uh, here, where you know Anthony Mackie yeah. he has some opinions about uh, certain Bucky uh, Sam shipping. Uh, that's so, happening, and it, his actual statement is not really uh, controversial. I was about to he, say, do you want to do you want to read the statement? Like, do you want to pull some excerpts up from it? Because when you go and you read it, you read it and you're like, okay, wait, where's the problem? Yeah. So I, I'm trying to go through the the Variety article here, but um, uh, ba ba ba. Uh, essentially, if you, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. If you can uh, find it faster than I can, I, I know I should have had that one tabbed up because uh, I had the article. I just didn't have that section. But essentially, his yeah, uh, whole thing was. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, his quote: Sam and Steve had a relationship where they admired and appreciated and loved each other. Bucky and Sam have a relationship where they learn how to accept and appreciate and love each other. You'd call it a bromance, but it's literally just two guys who have each other's backs. And his right. whole I, his whole premise here in, in uh, the interview is that he understands the shippers uh, for the Bucky-Sam thing. Uh, and he absolutely saw the shippers for the Bucky um, Steve side of things mm -hmm. and he had no problem with any of them but in his mind uh, the most important aspect of the Bucky uh, Sam relationship is that they're friends and you don't see right. on screen enough really close male friendships uh, that are healthy relationships and that's the part that right. he really connects with and feels is important and unfortunately variety and then subsequently every other freaking entertainment outlet took that quote and spun it into oh anthony mackie hates the bucky sam shippers you know he, he he's he's uh he, he's anti uh he, he's anti-gay he he's uh he, he doesn't like the uh you know the the idea that you know uh certain uh fans want to see uh Bucky and Sam uh get together that that's that's not what he was saying but that's sure no, shit actually, what the article makes it sound like what is the headline yeah, yeah he actually 
yeah, I was about to say, I think a little bit later in that, he actually says, I'm trying to find it, like, the idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because of how, uh, or because of the exploitation of homosexuality. It used to be that guys can be friends, we can hang out, and it was cool. You would always meet your friends at the bar, you know. You can't do that anymore because something as pure and beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves and push an agenda. So, like, literally what yeah. he's saying is he's like, we can't just be... He's like, we're, he's like, we're just... He's like, it. it's the bastardization of normalizing two friends just having a close enough relationship that they love each other. They can say that they love each other and it not be anything more than just a friendship. Well, and it comes into the issue that Hollywood has dealt with for years of queer baiting. And... Right. Queer baiting is absolutely uh, a problematic issue, um, mm -hmm. but unfortunately, even when Hollywood isn't the one doing the queer baiting, now you have some of these clickbait uh, outlets or clickbait journalists, sorry, quote, journalists, uh, who right. will do the queer baiting uh, where there was none to begin with. You know, absolutely. It, it's not to say that. If you, as a fan, want to see two characters and ship them uh, in, you know, whatever relationship uh, in your mind uh, works out, it, that that's a problem because it's not. That that's that's your right as a fan to be able to do that. Just understand that there are other aspects of healthy relationships that can and need to be shown on screen and it's okay that not every relationship is a romantic relationship and if the star that plays a character feels that way that that's not wrong you know that that's just a thing so. oh 100% agreed 100% and i think also unfortunately you had a media outlet that decided to run with it and spin it in a way that would get traffic to their website, that would stir controversy. And and unfortunately, you see it so often now that it just... I'm going to let you read that for a second. Uh, keep talking. No, I want to see your reaction when you read that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Am I wrong? Jeez. I don't think you're wrong, Kyla. I don't think you're wrong. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Uh, no, you're fine. But no need to no, apologize. It's hilarious. Like half of That's the entertainment. True. Half of entertainment uh, journalism, so to speak, has become piling on uh, to the initial yeah. uh, problem. Like Variety started, but then uh, immediately after, uh, the Daily Beast and Yahoo yep. and AV Club and Gizmodo, yep. they all jumped on the freaking bandwagon, and none of because well, uh, they all because they because they all have to get their clicks. Yeah, they all have to get their traffic. It's you know, uh, it's just. It's a serious problem that that absolutely I don't, is. Like, I don't expect Hollywood to anytime soon uh, back off on the unfortunate tropes that they continue to push until mm -hmm. more representation is able to be forced in one way or another. 
once again, I still think that streaming media is one of the best things that's ever happened uh, to uh, representation and uh, diversity in entertainment. But um, yeah, I. whereas you have that opportunity for the actual entertainment, entertainment journalism, I don't know if we're ever going to get to a point where they will be forced to concede the tropes. I, I feel like they are always going to have a reason to try to go for the really shitty questions. I mean, hell, the red carpet yeah. has been a thing for how long? And yeah, I mean, what, what's what's the what, what's the trope there? Every actress that gets interviewed on the red carpet, what are you wearing? And every actor that gets uh, interviewed on the red carpet, so what? How did you feel about this role that you've been nominated for? Yeah, like. Yeah. The, the, the fuck? Well, it's just the interviewers doing a shitty job. Well, it, like, we just need to be, eh. like... I mean, hell, uh, we, we can go back and uh, look at uh, the, um, uh, what was it, the, the big uh, extra interview uh with uh jeremy renner and scarlett johansson uh where you know uh, she got yeah. asked about the uh the makeup and you know the hair yeah. and clothes and everything and uh you know jeremy renner stepped in uh getting offended on her behalf because she was so tired of that bullshit um we we could get into the uh oddly enough extra interview again with Anne Hathaway uh, after uh, The Dark Knight Rises uh, and going yep. in uh, having them ask her about her fitness uh, regimen to get ready uh, and uh, get in shape for the movie. We, we could talk about uh, shit every other David Letterman interview that was ever done with uh, an actress. Um, yeah. Or uh, if you want to be very topical uh, and uh, immediate with the uh, current news, every bit of entertainment, quote unquote, uh, article, m media coverage, whatever, about Britney Spears uh, in the last like decade and a half, two decades. Yeah. I mean, how, how much of that are... are uh, we willing to admit contributed to the awful situation that we're seeing now. I mean, I mean there, there's consequences to these shitty questions. It's not just that, oh, it was a bad interview. At some point, there are consequences when that's the only type of question that gets asked. Yeah, 100%. You know, and we can even go back to that interview. Um, what was it when Age of Ultron hit? When they were asking, was it, I think it was Renner and... God, was it... I know Chris Evans was one of them. I can't remember who the other one was. They were talking about Black Widow and Natasha and everything like that. And some of them... One of them, I think, acted like... One of them said something like, yeah, like, she can carry herself a little slutty sometimes, like, when she's trying to, like... It, I can't remember the exact quote, but it had to do with the fact of, like, the way that she yeah, carries yeah, herself yeah. sometimes. And, like, they literally, like, the next day had to uh, publicly apologize because of how they were basically calling Scarlett Joe and they're like no 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 that's not that's not what we said we were asked a question we answered accordingly but okay y'all 
you yeah. know, just the the, <sighs> the sheer volume of times that people get asked. Um, hell, we could even talk about the number of times anybody that's in a Quentin Tarantino movie gets asked about that one certain word that seems to always find itself coming up in a Quentin Tarantino script. Well, that and the feet. So 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 many and feet the feet. Questions. Yeah, yeah. So many feet. Yeah, way too many feet questions. So yeah, no. But, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. But like the number of times that I like am watching press junkets for the next Tarantino movie, and they're all sitting there, and just every other question is about that word, and it's like, guys, we we get it. We understand that y'all think that maybe it's over. You know, it's it's played out and it's overused, but. You know, the number of times that DiCaprio, Sam Jackson, Jamie Foxx, Tarantino, all of them had to answer questions about that word being used in Django, where historically it was probably the most accurately that it was used in a Tarantino film, if we're being 100% honest. I mean, just like, yeah. are y'all like, are y'all actually, are y'all actually asking the question or are y'all just fishing to try to get something that you can use later? Like, what are we, what are we actually doing here? Oh, yeah. No, and that... It, it becomes a matter of... It's not just whether or not interviewers need to go into the interview with some sense of sensitivity. Um, yeah. It, it's... It's that the public's idea of what entertainment journalism is supposed to be uh, has been kind of forced down to such a low level that yeah. anything uh, officially counts now. You know, there, there's not – you don't have the – same level of credibility that the public seems to expect uh, as a required minimum that you have for other, you know, quote, serious journalism. You know, you're, you're not, you know, if you're looking at a political interview and, uh, you know, you're not getting uh, a quality of interview that would be uh, of like a, a Barbara Walters or Walter Cronkite caliber. Um, you know, people can look at that and say, oh, well, you just didn't prepare well enough. You, you weren't being a, a good, uh, unbiased journalist with your interview. Um, but with entertainment, you know, you, you can have like hell. Uh, <laughs> you could you have an interviewer go up and uh, talk to Rashida Jones uh, at the SAG Awards saying, oh my gosh, you look so tan. Uh, and that's just cons uh, normally considered such an acceptable thing, even though, you know, that is incredibly offensive. Uh, I mean, you, you don't go to no, no, that 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 shouldn't be considered a a normal entertainment interview question. Like that, our bare minimum requirements have somehow been pushed down way too low. Yeah, and and look, maybe it's just backlash of people in that industry thinking that I have to be more than just the what are you wearing, or who are you wearing, interviewer. I've got to actually ask some hard hitting questions. I've got to actually push. You know, but I guess what's the balance, right? 
is are are you going to be an objective journalist that's going to ask questions about the film that they're doing or about the universe that they're in or are you going to do it in a way that tries to slant and you know push traffic towards your website and maybe even push an agenda yeah no it i mean where's the balance brad well, where is it where's the beef <laughs> I, I mean, and, and that's that, that's kind of uh, if you want to go to the other end of the spectrum, you have uh, absolutely you have parasitic uh, interviewers out there uh, that that will try to be that quote hard hitting journalist like um, oh what's his name uh blah, blah, the <sighs> Alex Jones no uh well uh was it Guru <laughs> Guru Murthy um. The what's what's his name that uh, you know the the dumbass that did the uh, that really offensive interview with Robert Downey Jr. back in 2015 uh, for Age of Ultron uh, and I wanted to spend half the interview going back to talk about his um, uh, you know his old drinking uh, issues and you know his arrests and um, you know all the stuff that uh, here we go uh, Krishan Guru Murthy. Uh, oh God! Yeah, yeah the, I remember this fucking interview. Yeah, and he like guys like him. You know, he specifically has a history that this is what he does. You know, he he intentionally tries yeah. to go after these supposedly hard hitting uh, questions that are really just shitty questions, and is yeah. known for having people walk out on him mid interview, and that's his thing. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to say where's asking, the balance, but he's asking the tough questions, Brad. Yeah. And, and, but that's the thing. If, if you want to say where's the balance, I mean, yeah, you, you can say okay, uh, you've got the fluff questions, you have uh, the hard kind of inappropriate questions, and then you have actual like topical questions that matter to the the subject at hand. And you right. know, as far as entertainment, where's the balance between them? I think the best rule of thumb is if you need to try to find the balance, if you can just ask ask yourself, am I being a dick by asking this question? Maybe right. don't ask the question. I, I, I don't well, know. So ma ma only... Maybe I'm just being too simplistic. <laughs> well, here's the only problem with that, though. No, I agree 100%. I do. I think, look, if, if you... If, if if you have to ask yourself, hey, is this a question that maybe will upset them? Is this a question that's maybe taboo? Is this a question that maybe will ruffle some feathers? D don't ask the fucking question. It's that simple. Yeah. The only problem is, is that the only problem is, is, is that in a case like the Downey Jr. interview, this is a guy that, you know, all of the legal problems that he had, all of the drug issues that he had, everything like that, for him to come back, there are still people that want to go back to that side of it because of the history that's there and also because they know that it'll make a name for themselves. Yeah, and look, I understand. There like, are certain still, serious still... topics in entertainment. Like, you, Harvey Weinstein, if you didn't have, like, serious journalists that are willing to ask questions about Harvey Weinstein... When the hell were we ever going to get that story broken? I, <laughs> well, I unfortunately, it. from what everybody from what everybody hints at, we probably should have had that story broken ten to fifteen years ago. But you know, yeah, I mean, it's not like they were hiding it very well. I mean, it's not like every time. Fuck, what what was the joke on thirty? Um, 
What was the Tina Fey one? 30 Rock? It was 30 Rock, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Where it's like, I'll have you know that I denied, I, I declined sex with Harvey Weinstein on no more than three out of six occasions. Jeez. Fuck. And that joke, that joke hit like back in like 2015. Well, even before that, there, uh, what was it? There was, um... Oh, hell, uh, Kevin Smith has been making jokes about Weinstein uh, publicly for mm -hmm. years well before that. And, you know, then you had, um, was it, what was it? Was like, it Seth uh, MacFarlane? Didn't Seth MacFarlane do one at, like, the the Golden Globes or something? Yeah. A uh, couple years Golden ago? Golden Globes or Emmys. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. But, like, the, like... Like, so much so that it's literally an ins Like, so much so that people are literally joking about it. Like, <laughs> like it's funny because we all fucking know about it, and nobody's going to do a goddamn thing about it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I... I, I, it is, it, look, it's, it's, it's easy it's, enough to say clickbait journalism is annoying as hell because that has absolutely. just become so pervasive. But I, I feel like in the entertainment industry, it's deeper than that. And it, it's a of real problem because it's affecting fans. Uh, when yeah. you already have fans who have been more willing online to uh, latch on to some of the more toxic elements of a fandom um, mm -hmm. that will then get even more riled up by these clickbaity bullshit headlines that are not see being genuine. See the Star Wars fan base. Well, <laughs> hell, see the Marvel fan base. Uh, the amount yeah, of backlash too. Anthony Mackie's gotten from all this has been absolutely horrible but yeah star yep. wars hell um look at daisy ridley uh every it didn't matter what she said in an interview uh about star wars somehow it was oh, always a, wrong oh ray ray's just a fucking mary sue which by the way has always kind of bothered me that that's the term that gets thrown around because if it, you actually understand what Mary Sue means, it was intended to be a fucking parody. It's not meant yep. to be what people use it as. But, well, you and, know. And also, I mean, mm. I, fucking raise a Mary Sue and she's too overpowered and she's this and that. But it's okay for Luke Skywalker in one movie to literally learn about the Force and then go use it to blow up the fucking Death Star. Okay. Yeah, that makes, that makes complete and total sense. Yep. Got you guys. Well, I mean... Hell, well, for... no, it's because he had blonde hair and blue eyes. That's why, Kyla. Uh, oh, I mean, help! Oh, was that <laughs> out loud? Did I say? Did I say the quiet part out loud? Well, sorry. Blonde hair, blue eyes, and I uh, did have a propensity for all black. I mean, you know, it, it was a very striking image. Um, it's very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it's it's. There's a problem uh, when nobody wants to take responsibility for the effect that these questions have. I mean, yep. Daisy Ridley, uh, hell, Daisy Ridley and, um, uh, oh, Kelly Marie Tran um, have both had to pull off of uh, social media because regardless of the reaction their characters got, um, 
any interview they would do, uh, anything they would say online would always get even more backlash. But And unfortunately, because every other media outlet out there would just lean into the clickbaity uh, bullshit, knowing what the fans' negative reactions were, knowing that if their headlines leaned into that, that they would get more clicks. Uh, it ended up pushing both of those women off of social media, uh, pushing them a bit more out of the public uh, eye, even though individually they're both really good actresses and did not deserve that kind of you know th those levels of death threats and uh you know just horrible horrible public treatment no absolutely and unfortunately you know that's that comes with the talk the toxic the toxicity of fandom yes the yeah. toxicity of our city kyla yes <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, you can't even say fandoms are naturally toxic, but no. there has been an escalation. And like we said at the start of this, there is a very real argument to be made that a lot of this clickbait bullshit has contributed to that toxicity. Absolutely. Because it gets traffic, because it gets people talking. And unfortunately, nobody today is willing to see the original article and then pay attention to a retraction that may be posted later or another article that corrects that statement. They, they never want to uh, pay attention to the follow-up. It's always that first bit well, of clickbait that or, sticks. Or, or how about reading the article? How about reading the actual interview mm -hmm. or watching the interview, getting the actual context for what was said? Are you like kidding? Actually understanding what was said and how it was said and in what context it was said and the question that was asked before it. Are you kidding? That's too easy. And Q definitely doesn't approve of that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, God forbid that you fucking think for yourself as a fucking human being. <sighs> no, I don't want you to think, Kyla. I just want you to be a woman in the kitchen barefoot. I'm actually kind of surprised that I didn't just hear like a loud no. smack as soon as you said that. No, she actually said you're missing half of that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let the viewers at home <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, oh my. But yeah, but, no. I, no, look, I... Uh, at the end of the day, man, it, it's it's all going to come down to people are going to have things that they want answered and they want asked because they want it to come off a certain way. And until we actually start holding up people accountable for that, and until we actually start saying, hey, no, 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 that's fucking bullshit. Oh, you mean like Bo Burnham's song, Romantic? There you go, we have a fucking Bo Burnham. Is that what I said? <laughs> <laughs> You know, at the end of the day, this is just going to continue to be a thing because, like you said, yeah, the toxicity in fandoms has been added to, and that flame has been stoked by people trying to stoke it. Yeah, I honestly it's unfortunate, but I don't know if there is an easy solution to any of this, and that's the problem. I. I hate talking about these type of shitty subject matters when we don't even have a, a potential solution to it. 
because the unless one brave outlet out there is willing to buck the trend and say we won't put out clickbait we won't do this and they can prove that actual entertainment journalism still has a chance at surviving uh in this uh version of the internet um i don't know if there's i don't know if any other thing could be a potential instigating uh change for this type of crap like i i feel like we may just get stuck in a cycle uh for who knows how much longer and unfortunately i think if we're not going to hold real journalists to that standard then i think we're asking a lot of entertainment journalists but i mean i digress uh, <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> uh but anyway. I'm never wrong. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but we'll anyway. Just, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. But I, I fully expect that some stupid shit's going to come down. Like, every day I wake up and I start going through when press starts ramping up for, like, a movie or this or that. I'm just, I'm just waiting. Like, what's the next stupid headline that's going to come that somebody said something and it was taken completely out of context and somebody ran with it and then this happened and then that happened i'm just until we you know let's, let's just let's take all the journalists and let's put them on an island <laughs> well and, and we're not gonna have we're not gonna have we're not gonna give them tools we're not gonna give them they gotta survive on their own and then what we're also going to do is is we're also going to reanimate we're going to reanimate all of the top officials of the nazi party and put them on that same island shit Wow, there, there, there's some very strong opinions you have there. <laughs> and then we're going to reanimate Stalin and the top members of that party and put them on that same island. I mean, may, maybe calm down a bit. Uh, <laughs> shit. And then we're going to sell it for forty nine ninety nine on pay-per-view. And you well, and me are going to be fucking rich. <laughs> I, I mean, well... Uh, to be honest, you can charge 80 now I will say, the the one before we uh, start trying to wrap this up, the the one argument to all of this that just absolutely bugs the hell out of me that keeps getting thrown around because uh, it's it's the same argument whenever uh, people try talking about the loss of privacy for celebrities. You know, it, it, you hear so many people talk about well that's just the price of fame. No. No, the price no, of fame is not beings. dehumanizing these people. The price of fame yeah. is not intentionally making shit up and dragging them through the mud because you find that entertaining. That is not the price of fame. And if you think that is the price of fame, you are a garbage person. You are a horrible, horrible, I can't even say human being, just horrible thing. If that is what you yep. think the price of fame is, somebody dropped you on your head as a child because your perspective on life is very fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, you are not wrong at all. Anyway, uh, I think that's about enough ranting on this particular topic today. Um, <laughs> wow. So... Huh. Oh, don't tell me there's another one. Uh, no, there's breaking news about 
something. Uh-huh. Doesn't really pertain to this. Oh, okay. Well, then we can we can we can talk after the show. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We'll talk after. Uh, anyway, um, with that, guys, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Um, absolutely appreciate y'all uh, listening in, and um, yeah, no, it, thank you. Uh, like we said back at the beginning, uh, if you have not already please be sure to go check out our videos uh for our interviews and live shows over on youtube and facebook and be sure to check out the audio for our interviews live shows and these audio exclusive podcasts which of course as always are uh, not uh family friendly um over on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Um, and yeah. Mike, any final words? Brad. Fuck journalists. Sorry, 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 sorry. Let me clarify. Fuck non real journalists. So, like 98% of the people that claim to be journalists. Quote unquote journalists. Got it. There you go. Uh, I love having to use uh, verbal air quotes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, right? Although I do... I mean, does that defeat the purpose of air quotes if you have to verbalize it? Tell us down in the comments below. Do you think that verbalizing the air quotes kind of defeats the purpose? And don't forget to fire the laser. Uh, But with that, guys, thank you so much. And until next time, I'm Brad, that's Mike, we're Dallas Geek, and see ya.